from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Coalfield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Wednesday. Cofield and company. Willie Ramirez is here. Ari is back in the Finley Toyota Studios. We're uh, using the Battleborn Broadcast Center today. Big show on the way as we'll uh, get into a lot more on VGK with free agency opening up in just a couple of days. Darren Millard's going to join us towards the end of the hour. Willie, what's going on, buddy? Today is a big day in Milwaukee. I don't know if you know that. Major. Huge. 30 years ago today, the Brewers' racing sausages were born. Nice. Very nice. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah, one of the best uh, logo ideas, mascot ideas. Mascot Mascot ideas of all time. Yeah. I think... I I did carbon copy our good friend Jeff Grammer because you know... Carbon copy? CC, you know. uh, I quoted the tweet, and and because, you know, Jeff loves that stuff down in Albuquerque when the isotopes, I think it's, aren't they tacos they race or something? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they have the presidents racing at the Nats games. No one's there now, but it used to be a thing. Right. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. It's a big day in Milwaukee. And the Flash. Is it the Flash they have in Atlanta where they have just a... Schlub oh, yeah. from the crowd <laughs> yes. with like a half half uh, track yeah. start, yeah. and then he always gets caught by the Flash. Yes, I think the Flash is going to be at the All Star game. Is he? I think, I, think I heard something about that. I was planning on going to Seattle and Chicago this summer, and I looked up flights, and I was all planning to go to Seattle. I talked to my good friend with the Seattle Storm um, PR guy, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to come up there, and da 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 da. Maybe I'll do it during the All Star because things are slowed, died down with the betting, sports betting industry, but." He said, yeah, it's going to be busy with the All-Star. I didn't realize at that point when I brought it up. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming up there then. Maybe the week after, hotel prices will just drop. You're going to be at the Vegas Golden Knights opener on October 10th? I will be. Okay, I'm sure I will be. I mean, kind I of would, a big I, night. I would imagine. They announced that today. Yep. Seattle is in town. The Kraken, 7.30 start. And what are they going to do before the game on October 10th? Party, get drunk, do shots. William Carlson will probably tip a few. Raise the banner? They will raise the banner. Yeah, that's the big deal. You write all the no. other stuff that goes into VGK Hockey at the Fortress, but they will do a banner-raising ceremony on October 10th, opener against the Kraken. I would imagine, if you think about this, so you don't really see it as much. Like, the cup is celebrated. Like, on the award show last night, we saw Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, Zach Whitecloud. They poured a bunch of beer. They poured it into, and I can't think of the country singer's name. It escapes me right now. But aces, they got their rings, right? Everything's about the ring, the bling. I know I can't think of when we've ever seen like hockey players show off rings. They raise the banner, they have the cup. I'm sure they get rings, but I just don't see that emphasized as much as we do in other sports. Can you think of that? No, but I haven't looked. So maybe it's something to look but for. That's what I'm saying. When do we look? Honestly, do you really look like, do we, did we think about and look at the aces until it was flashed in our face? You know, it's usually, it's, it's, it's thrown in our face. Didn't you bring it up on a show a couple, was it you that brought it up that maybe like, and we were comparing the chief's ring to the aces ring. No, somebody else then yeah. you, oh, we were comparing your shirt to Andy Reid's shirt recently. There you go. Yeah. That comparison. Yes. Anyway, I was just wondering that when I saw the schedule and the banner I was like, yeah, but do they, do they get rings? Just curious. Aces win last night. The most competitive part around the game, because the game was pretty decent, most competitive part around the game was you and some person on Twitter. 
I see these fights start and I tried to, you know, kind of stir the pot a little bit, but I got an answer. I was like, I don't even know what the person's saying. What was the argument about? So a local media member had quoted this person's tweet. And the tweet originally was love how the at CBS sports broadcast team didn't even know who Becky Hammond was had the camera on the other coach the whole time the crew was talking about Becky. Somebody quoted that tweet and put, wow, really? At and the person's name. So I immediately quote, I, I was watching our local network, of course. I'm, I was supporting the, uh, is it Silver Silver State Sports, Silver Sports Entertainment, you know. Silver State it, Sports and Entertainment Network. Right, along with Fox. Um, and I said, let's not skew this. I, I switched real quick to CBS Sports, so I knew, sure enough. So it was probably CBS Sports camera feed, but they were using Krista Blunk and Carolyn Peck, the Aces broadcast team. So I quoted it, and I said, let's not skew this incorrectly. All due respect, so-and-so. The tandem of Krista Blunk and Carolyn Peck is the LV Aces broadcast team. They know exactly who Hammond is. The, pro- the production team in the trailer for CBS Sports simply hadn't told the cameras to switch views, quite obviously. To which I was replied to, semantics. Krista and Carolyn were talking about Hammond, defending her players to the refs. Camera crew had the camera on the other coach. Why show her if they weren't confused? So the second answer still questioning the camera, but saying they weren't confused, if they weren't confused. Right. So you're still arguing with me that Krista and Carolyn don't know. What what people don't realize is they're sitting courtside. They're not looking at the monitor. They're watching the game. They're on the court. I forget. You know what? I've done very little TV, but the UNLV games I've done, I forget to look at the monitor because I'm watching. Unless it's a replay. Even on a replay sometimes, the play-by-play person will be like, idiot, look at the replay. Or here's what's coming back for break. So looking across, uh, what happened was after the third quarter, the buzzer, Chelsea Gray's arguing she gets a tee. Prior to that, Indiana's coach Christy Sides had been arguing and like pushing through her players and assistant, saying, I want an answer. I want to know. She wanted a she wanted a question. She got teed up. So at the end of the the buzzer, Chelsea Gray gets teed up. So now the the camera's following Chelsea to the bench, but Christy had just been teed up. So as she's as Chelsea's walking from the um the end of the court where the Indiana bench was, the camera stayed on the end of the bench and then followed the players to that side. Becky was going off to defend Chelsea. So Krista and Carolyn clearly were looking across the court at Becky saying, even Becky. So at that point, the camera was on Indiana, but then they switched eventually to Becky. And you can see Becky going off. Yeah. And you're sitting here having a half an hour argument with someone who like just it. won't say, I it i was wrong thank you and i'm more the idiot for sitting there and that's what i thought too (laughs) as soon as she gave me a dopey answer i was like i am out of this discussion (laughs) completely out of this discussion all right are you are you bought in you always we after every game they're 13 and one now after every game i ask you if you're bought in we pointed out yesterday that one of the teams you've been pointing to sun as a competitive team the only team to beat them uh they've lost one of their best bigs who is averaging like 15 and 8 yeah um so are the sun for real the liberty are coming up um, I still say the goal is 37 and three, uh, worse 35 and five. I just don't see anyone in this league who can really compete with them. But last night, 
you tell me, were the fever good or was it one of those? There's going to be every fourth or fifth game where the aces aren't going to destroy people and you're going to have to get the inches going. Right. But, and people are going to say, well, they were shooting themselves in the foot. There were turnovers, right? But the fever were playing a disruptive game to create those turnovers. So when you do that and, and, and the, and the game before that, the fever weren't, they, they never really led, but they were in the game at certain times. Um, they certainly did better than the odds makers thought. They got Asia Wilson in foul trouble. She sat with four fouls for a minute. Um, last night they were leading with one point by one late in the game, and the Aces made a 7-0 run. The fever disrupted the Aces because they are steadily improving. My question is, how much better can the Aces really get? They're that freaking good. Mm -hmm. All the other teams in the league are continuing to get better. Yes, the Connecticut Sun lost Brianna Jones, last year's sixth woman of the year. Um, It leads me to believe that there could be, they could be very active at the trade deadline and trying to get somebody, which I'm not sure if that's right before or right after the All-Star break, but they could realistically go after uh, somebody to replace or go, go to a team that's probably not in the mix. We've yet to see them play the Liberty, who... They came in here for an exhibition game, and they didn't put forth their best. Sandy Brindello hadn't seen her lineup. She didn't know what she was doing with John Quell Jones yet. She knew, obviously, what she's got in Courtney Vandersloot, Sabrina Ionescu, and Brianna Stewart. But the Liberty have gotten pretty much – they've gotten better, and they've gotten dominant lately. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to Thursday's game. Okay. Crystal Blanc's going to join us, one of the broadcasters, in the 5 o'clock hour. I pointed at you. I didn't mean you to stop, but – I pointed at you because I think we need to make another dinner bed. You have laid down a number. You want to just have the over-under at 33? No. Do you want to have the number 35? You said 33 and 7. I did. but Now we have to do 34 and a half? 34 and a half is the number. I'll do 33. I'll do over 33. You do 33 and under. You get, you get, even the push, you get it. That's a good bet. So you have to go over 33 and a half. I got to get 34 wins. Okay. I mean, this is an easy bet for you. Well, they not, have to play unbelievably easy. great basketball and have no injuries. Well, I put it so out So you're there, saying 33 and seven. Yes, you think they're going to go 20 I, and six the rest of the way. Right. 20 and six, because I, I actually looked at the schedule right. ahead of time for today's show. And I think that, I think this weekend could be detriment. I think they could go one and one in the next two I mean, weeks. this could turn into a disaster for me. In within five games, I'm not. They could they could hit the skids, and then my prediction of uh, 38 and two uh, down to 35 and five could be up in smoke. So you were in yesterday, uh, and we were reacting to the Sunday story from Elliot Friedman that Aiden Hill could be getting a two-year, 9.8 million dollar deal, mm-hmm. which is kind of in between what we had talked about last week, and go in more depth with this with Darren Millard. So if Aiden Hill is making four nine, unless some other guys are willing to take it in the shorts with shorter deals, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe front-loaded deals or back-loaded, whatever. If Aiden Hill's back at 4-9 per season for two years, does that mean Barbie's gone? Barber chef? No, I think it means Robin Leonard's gone. Okay. we have. You know what? I want to hold off on that because okay. I want to get, not that you're not an expert, right. but when we start talking money things in all these leagues, yeah. I think Millard's going to have a better knowledge because you're right. That is a massive part of the story right. because they still owe, or they still owe uh, Robin Leonard Upwards of ten and a half million dollars. Let's take calls right now at uh, caller seven three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. Here's what you win: you're a qualifier for tickets to an Aviators game, and you're in for the big prize. It's our uh, week by week 
Lotus Summer of Fun. Every week we'll have a new grand prize. This week's trip is five days in Maui and $1,500 cash, or you can just take the $3,000 cash. It's take the trip or take the cash. It's the Lotus Summer of Fun running here for weeks moving forward. You call right now. You are qualified to win 364-1100. Call or seven. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Willie G. Ramirez or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. or at ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Willie Ramirez is here. It's Cofield. Um... Today we're actually not in front of Ari, which I shouldn't say because then if, you know if we have some uh, glitches or anything, she's gonna be like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Uh, we decided to use our friends here at Battleborn Broadcast Center, not use them, but use their studio. Um, we've had this problem over the years from time to time. If the AC is not humming at Lotus, we have a burly show, and there's a lot of hot air going around, <laughs> literally, figuratively, and it gets a little hot in there. I know you said. You were in a couple of weeks ago, and it got real musty. There was a musk, and it wasn't a good one. It was stank. And it was hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the last couple of days, not to sound like prima donnas, but, you know, when you get um, big, hairy guys and just hot air and just energy, uh, it, got, it was like 78, which isn't unbearable, but it was a little bit hot. So uh, we decided to leave Ari's now in probably 75 and a half degrees of coolness. And um, we are in an icebox. It's lovely here. It's 65.6 degrees. Well, here's the biggest problem. And both of us are like, yes, it's nice. Here's the biggest problem Real with something nice. like that when you get into a sweat box. Yeah. When you combine a couple of tempers like yours and mine, uh-huh. yeah. and the temperature's on bare, temp- <laughs> it, it can completely change the mood of a show. Does your body heat go up when you get all like temperamental? When you start to get, yeah. the, Wait, don't you? My, your blood is like boiling. you literally are. Like you, dude, you're heated. Like you're literally. Well, your heated. heart rate goes up, so okay. you're yeah, you're pumped. You're yeah. Okay, breathe it out. Speaking it of out. heart rate, you know, yesterday I had to go get a CT scan on the heart and the arteries. Okay, when do you get the results back? Can we announce those live on the air? Uh, what, they're not going to tell me until I go for my well check in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we'll bring it up in a couple of weeks. I don't think uh, Willie was reading my vibe on a good segue. So sorry. Speaking I, I of heated, I say. But I'm bump. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. So Jordan Poole's gone. And I think there's some handwriting on the wall there. They chose Draymond, if they can keep him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what Draymond's ultimate goal is here. Is it to get the most money possible or stay with the Warriors, keep the gang together? But clearly there was some other stuff that went on before the sucker punch. And then the way the season went for Jordan Poole, he never recovered. I don't know if it was the, the league figured him out or he was just mentally jacked about uh, over having to play with a guy who freaking knocked him out and got publicly shamed. But whatever happened, he didn't play well. So he gets moved over to Washington. And now we're all thinking, all right, maybe there was more to the pool end of it. I don't think there, I honestly, I don't think there's anything you can say and very little you can do that justifies punching a coworker in the face. Okay. I, I got to hear something real serious. So anyway, you sent me a, a podcast. It is what it is. Is that what it's called? And Cameron is on it. Yeah. And then who's Mason Betha? And then Treasure Wilson. 
it popped amazing. up on my timeline. So I it's good. There, I listened to it and I was like, okay, this is something like it, we, like his story. It's made... or not, I mean, there is this guy going to fabricate something like this? That's what I'm thinking. It's, it it's, sounds connected it and sounds the story. Let's examine the, the quotes. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, we didn't pull the audio. We just decided to transcribe it. So he said sometime during the practice, there was a lot of trash talk and Poole said to Draymond Green, I uh, doinked more bitches at Michigan State than when you were there. Okay. All right. That's a good, that's a good dig. And, you know, Michigan and Michigan state there. So he, he got uh, more took us at Michigan state than Draymond Green did. Okay. Right. That'll get your blood boiling. Now th- that all said basketball is filled with trash talk. So, I mean, if guys wailed off on each other, every time someone was trash talking, there'd be a lot of fights. Especially coming from a UM grad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Michigan and Michigan state there. At another point, Poole, this is according to Cameron on this podcast, said to Draymond Green, don't worry about it. You'll be in Sacramento next year. All right, that could tweak you a little bit. Like, this is, no, if you're Draymond Green, you're like, hey, kiddo, this is my team. We've won championships. You have not. And then, according to Cameron, the line that Poole delivered that sent Draymond Green over the line was, why is your Twitter handle Money Green? when you're broke. And then he said, you're not going to get a new contract. I mean, if I threw trash talk at that level at you, would you punch me in the face? Would that hit to the core that much? There has to be more than that. That doesn't seem that digging. Well, or is this, is Draymond Green a guy who can dish it, but can't take it? I think it's, I don't hear. Okay. let, Let me flip the script on you, Steve. It's not a matter of you talking and saying that to me. It's me. How long has Cofield and Company been on the air? A long time. Okay. But I get where you're going. So August will be two years for me. It's me saying it to you. Right. There's a difference. threatening my existence? My future? Belittling belittling your person. Yeah. That would be pretty cool if you did that, though. You constantly (laughs) threaten me with, like, this will be my show in two years. I'm like, all right, all right. That'll be the stick. Like, that would be every, like, really heated argument. You're like, don't worry about it. You'll be gone in two. It's going to be Willie and company. Right. I, I guess I guess I could get to you. You'd get heated. I don't know if you would throw blows. Because you, you've been confronted and you've been in situations where you could have easily thrown and actually broken somebody in half and you kept your cool. So I don't know if it would cause you to do that. But in this situation, it is what it is. They're, they're, they're professional athletes and – they're physical guys, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Now, a lot of sports radio people are physical guys. We've had, I, I've talked about it. We've had many physical altercations. Yeah, sure. we've had, we've had situations in studio. There were the, the clubhouse, uh, one host punched the other in the ribs one time. We mentioned a uh, local play by play guy got tackled, got speared Goldberg style in the hallway. Uh, I think I got thrown into a wall and so did uh, Paul Howard. That by, was one by, of my favorite By stories. a current employee. Yeah. Oh, yeah so story. these things happen. And by the way, we're the calm ones at Lotus Broadcasting because I've heard stories about comp on the point back in the day. Really? Yeah. Wow. It sounded more like Anchorman with the tridents and the, what are those balls? The freaking swingy balls? No, oh, yeah. It was like those kind of fights. So we're, we're actually the, the, the uh, new generations that are the pansies. We almost never go at it. Yeah. It's... But it happened. Jordan Poole's gone. And now we think Draymond Green may be sticking around. So Ramona Shelburne was on ESPN LA uh, yesterday. And was talking about this. And, uh, you know, she threw out one of the lead teams to take Draymond Green. 
from the Warriors or all these guys down with the Kings. Sacramento Kings, they made a really interesting draft day trade. They got traded Rashawn Holmes to Dallas, and they all of a sudden freed up all this cap space. And there's a Mike Brown, Draymond Green Mike connection. Mike Brown, Draymond yeah. Green connection. There's a, the, the Kings have essentially taken all the Warriors IP. Mm. You know, let's get all those Apple software engineers and, and hire them. <laughs> like, right. that's basically what they've done in the way they've shaped that franchise. Okay, so they're trying to build the Kings franchise in the style of the Warriors. And what better way to do that with a bunch of young guys and a team very much on the way up, a team that challenged them down to the wire, wouldn't that be debilitating? I mean, that's a great thing to do when you can steal the glue guy, the enforcer from another team, and potentially put them in the coffin. Wouldn't it be wild if that was the case and Jordan Poole was right, but Jordan Poole's not there anymore to relish in it. And, he, and, he goes, <laughs> and Draymond is in Sacramento, right. but it would be by Draymond's choice. And it's not quite the dig that Jordan Poole meant at the time that you're going to be in Sacktown, which I'm assuming he was like, you're going to be in crappy Sacktown because they were the best team in the division, at least the most consistent team, and showed out pretty well in the playoffs. Let me throw this at you. It's about time that we see Damian Lillard move on. I don't think that either one wants to be – the Portland Trailblazers don't want to be the one to pull the trigger on Damian. Damian doesn't want to be the one to pull the trigger on Portland. At some point, we've now heard he'd like to – right? They get the half dry, uh, high draft pick. What if they clear the salary and they bring Draymond there? Is that uh, possible? Let's listen to Ramona. What if they kept Dame and Draymond is there with Dame? I think the Kings will be a contender for him. Portland is kind of desperate to help Dane Lillard and get somebody next to him. They'll be a contender. The Lakers, I mean, LeBron and Draymond were literally in, in Europe. France together. Yeah. I know they respect each other. I know they like each other. I don't know if it's. I don't know if the Lakers can make that kind of a move. If they, the only way they could do that is sign and trade D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and the Lakers are, and the Warriors already did no, that. I don't yeah. see that going. Field and Company will be right back. Keep it here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 a.m. and 100.9 FM. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. Darren Millard's going to join us from Nashville in about 15 minutes. Darren, of course, from the VGK Insider Show, and now with scripts, doing the pre, the post, the intermission, all the good stuff. It's Willie, it's Cofield, 3 o'clock hour here on Cofield and Company. We're live at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Folks, nice enough to uh, host our show today. Give them a call, 766-1400 from the, uh, anywhere in the state of Nevada. Offices in Henderson and Las Vegas. Boy, we haven't had a National Food Day to talk about in a while. And this one is right up both of our alleys. National Ice Cream Cake Day? Yeah. Oh, man. How many times? Maybe it only happens like twice a year for you. It happens every once in a while with me where I'm like, you know, why don't I get that or do that anymore? I really like that. And ice cream cake is one of those things. Yeah. But here's the thing. I know they make slices of cake or like half cakes or quarter cakes. Mm. At the grocery stores, can you just get like a slice of cake, an ice cream cake, or is it by the ice cream? I think you and it's more of like a be, national brand. You used to be able to. Well, when I was a kid, and and I liked, by the way, the 
because they make them in cakes and everything. But I remember the, the traditional one, when I think of ice cream cake, is the roll, right? It's, it's like a tube. And you get it at Baskin and Robbins, the original Baskin and Robbins here in Las Vegas, the old Maryland Square shop in Plaza in Maryland. And well, that's a good point. Are there ice cream stores that, that make ice cream cakes yeah. and then they give you little slices? That'd be yeah, nice. right across the street from the Boulevard Mall, there was yeah. the Baskin Robbins in there. My grandfather used to take us. But I believe you could buy slices at places like that. Oh. I don't know, like, it, like at a place like Cold Stone or, you know, sp- the, the places that have the tricky type of. Tweet at us. This is very important. We need to celebrate National Ice Cream Cake Because I day, like ice cream but, cake. But I, I can't buy a whole cake. Yes, because why? It take be- me- because. When you get ice cream cake, you that's it. You just want it that day. Yeah. It's not it's like a tub of ice cream where you put it. Okay, no. I'll just put it back and I'll have some it's later. Hor- Anytime I had it in the past where we put it in the freezer, it just does not hold well. No, no. It loses its oh, texture. I yeah, I need this. You and I could probably take down a whole cake. I mean, like if we really would just want to I don't gorge. think I could. I don't think I could. You could take a half. No, like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, of the uh, tube. You, uh, picturing man, what I'm talking maybe. about? I don't know, man. This is a big week. Don't talk trash about uh, how much food you can eat. You know what's coming up. What? Come on. It's 4th of July. What so is what? what is 4th of July about? Come on. So what? The Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest. We got this. this if any week you're going to show respect for people who eat a lot, it's this week. Oh, what's that? The great you and me taking down. Actually, they're here all the time. They're, so maybe we're here should, around the country. Maybe all the time. we should have an ice cream cake eating contest. Do you want to be in on one of these conversations? For, do, uh, do you remember last year how giddy I got? I know you got. Joey. Oh, chestnut, yeah. The chicken finger day. I don't know if we're going to get chestnut before the event. Maybe after. There were a couple. I'm, there were a couple that I, a couple of guests since I've yeah. started that, that like it. it well, it took it took a different turn for me. You got you got very into it. Well, I think your tightest bond, even though you love Joey Chestnut, I think the tight bond that you developed is when we had Mickey Sudo on. And then her husband, Nick Weary, came on, yeah. and then Lifter Willie came out. Yeah. I'm going to show you a picture during the break. Like, and it's not going to be RFK Jr. I know there's a lot of guys who are like really into him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to actually be Nick Weary, who I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if this is the body type to be an elite professional leader. you got to see the size of this dude now. Really? Out of con- – I don't mean fat. No. I mean Huge. just ripped up. But here's what, I'm, here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to land this spot. I mean the vast guest booking crew. We've always talked about competitive eating and the dark underbelly, which is if you are not uh, not part of the league, not part of Major League Eating or the IFOCE, International Federation of Competitive Eating, if you're not on their circuits, you can't just drop in for an event here or there. And that's why Kobayashi's been gone for like 12 years. Well, and dump this, please, because if we get Nick Weary on, I'm not, I'm not hammering his wife here, Mickey Sudo. But I do believe the best hot dog eating female in the world has never actually been in the contest. And I'm going to get her on Friday. Really? Uh, now, I think I'm she's on. a polite lady, but she actually has the numbers to back up that she is the best. But well, I want to hear from her why, like, why she can't get in with the Shea brothers. I've likened this over the years to the fight promoter, the elite fight promoter, right? Where they won't make the big fights. And you're like, Oh my God, we missed you know five showdowns between these three showdowns between these great fighters. Yeah, so that's we got exci- a lot of big things exciting for up. Friday. A lot of big things coming. That's up. Exciting for we, Friday. We, Very we, big thing coming up is Darren Millard. We're going to join him. Willie's going to tell us the other big things coming up. Uh, Vegas is freaking loaded at the end of June into July. 
Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to LVSportsNetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, we're going to Nashville here in just a minute. Let's do another call-in. Chance to qualify for our Lotus Summer of Fun. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 7. You're qualified to win a four-pack of tickets to the Aviators. And you have a shot at winning the weekly Lotus Summer of Fun grand prize. This week's trip is five days in Maui. That's right. We're giving away five days in Maui and $1,500 cash. Or you can take all cash. $3,000 in cash. Take the trip or take the cash. It's the Lotus Summer of Fun. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 7, Darren Millard is in Nashville. What's up, Darren? Darren! Hello! What's up, buddy? Well, I'm just, uh, we're just grabbing a, uh, what do you call them? Them Uber things. We're, we're yes. on our way in and around. Sounds like uh, you're on Nashville. a run. What yeah, are you, Daryl well, Evans from uh, the Kings? No, we're, uh, we're just making things happen. In and around, well, that's something uh, that you do. You, you make things yeah. happen. And we're we're in like this super luxurious Uber. Uh, it's awesome. So just want so to you went, to, you went to the Uber Lux. Nice. Yeah. Um, were you at the awards last night? I was not. You were not. I was at a function <laughs> last night. We watched the oh. awards, but we were at a function. I so. see. I feel like you're not an award show guy. Uh, no. You know what? The last awards that I went to... Uh, I co-hosted uh, with the Vegas expansion draft. So Catherine Tappan and I were up uh, uh, on the stage during the award show in Vegas in 2017 when we announced the expansion uh, team during the course of the NHL awards. So if I'm not co-hosting, I'm not going. That's my philosophy. I just made that up. Nice. Yeah. If I'm not um, on stage, I'm not hanging out out there. I figured, man. I figured. Do you think that... Since the Stanley Cup now resides in Sin City, that anybody cared that they did not walk away with an award last night? No, it would have been nice. I guess, I think it's always nice to be recognized, but I don't think it uh, it takes away any of the shine. Like, did Zach Whitecloud feel any different when he was walking the Stanley Cup down the red carpet? No. Did it make any difference to George Zach when they were on stage pouring? Beer into uh, Dirk Bentley, Dirk's no, family, yeah. but uh, but I, I think that uh, that it's always nice to be recognized. It was it was a fluky year because of the injuries and and different things that uh, that took some of the individual accomplishments away. But uh, you ask Connor McDavid, who walked away with a boatload of trophies last night, would he trade it? And it's a silly question. It's a question that uh, that we fall back on but no no he he he, he would have actually uh traded all those in for for the big shiny uh stanley these are the times we get to really dig deeper on who darren millard is so we found out he's yeah. not an awards guy um i this this may be a complete misstatement i feel like there are a lot of canadians who are country music fans so you guys mentioned yeah, huge Dirk bentley yeah. and and you're you're in nashville are you yeah. one of the huge fans yeah, I'm a massive country music fan, and really? uh, uh, I've got my kids uh, into it. My oldest uh, loves it. Uh, my wife, uh, she's middle of the road, but uh, but yeah, Canadian. 
country and uh, and and country in general is, is good. The Canadian country music scene is uh, is, is really really hot. I wish I got my airtime uh, down here, but uh, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that. But but Dirks is uh, Dirks is great. I remember the uh, the uh, the All Star game here a couple of years ago. Uh, Dirks did a, a show outside and uh, and it just had people swarming. And last night on Broadway, uh, it was a gong show for a Monday night. It was insane. At least that's what I heard because I went to bed at about seven thirty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Willie, for, ha- for this hit, for the spot, yes, of course. You need to be yeah. well rested. Uh, Willie, yeah. have you been to Broadway and Nashville? Mm-hmm. Do you think you would you've like never it? been? Really? I think I would like Nashville. I'm not a country music fan. I don't, don't dislike right, you don't I, but I think that I would enjoy Nashville just for the scenery, and I would probably want to go to Memphis. So I probably no. want to go to both no. cities. And t- don't tell me no, no, <laughs> no. 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 If, no. If if you had the choice between Memphis Jesus. and Nashville and you say picked choice. Memphis 20 times uh, uh, out of 1,000, you're wrong. You're already oh, going to wow. catch a fresh one in, yeah. in September yeah. when the season yeah. comes around. What I said was, let me repeat it for you. I know you got Uber ear right now. Is if I were to go to Nashville, I would also want to go to Memphis, so I would like make a two week trip out of it. I'd want to see both. If I'm if I'm in Tennessee, why wouldn't I want to go to Memphis also? Uh, you wouldn't survive two weeks in uh, in Tennessee. Your yeah. liver wouldn't Another allow you. It's like going to the Vegas. People I don't come drink. to Vegas and stay on the strip. Like it, it I don't drink. You lush. It, does, it doesn't matter whether you drink or not. You rube. Cool out of you. Okay, let me ask you this. You you mentioned Canadian country. A fan of Canadian country. If yeah. we were to give you a multiple choice of Canadian music makers. You got Bieber, Drake, Buble, or Uh, I like uh, Buble played at my uh, my wedding. Well, he wasn't there, but uh, but uh, we used him as a song. I I like to say that he played Canadian music makers. Yeah, yeah, right. Buble, I like Buble. Buble, I know you're an Anka. I I know you're an Anka fan because you're related to him. But uh, but but he's a little bit. uh, He's a little bit stretching it for me. Well, no, I like Buble. I like the swoon. No, no, because I like he's the, older. I like it's, it's not my scene. Sorry. No, I, I, I said right, I get I, it. Wait I a like second. Buble. Aren't, aren't you older than Willie? Yeah, he's much older than me. Millard? No, Anka. I'm talking about Anka. Oh, Anka's okay. a little bit beyond me. So 81's too old for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah, touch. I call call so me you're, Yeah, so you're, more, you're more like an Anne Murray type. So, Steve, when Uncle... Oh, Uncle yeah, that's, uh, that's, now you're right, uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, we're having, like, three conversations. Uh, Darren Millard's <laughs> with us, VGK Insider Show. Uh, um, Darren, were you surprised? I understand uh, Butchie was not going to win best coach. Are you surprised that he only got fourth and got it? I'm not going to say as little recognition, but, you know, fourth. I mean, I guess I'm basing it on the playoffs, too, and the awards are not based on the playoffs. Well, I would say fourth would be would be pretty much uh, like the the bottom of uh, the expectations of that. Like you finished just outside of being a finalist. Thank you. Right. Uh, just saying goodbye. Uh, uh, he finished just outside of being a finalist, so uh, that, that's not terrible. There was there was a tough year for uh, coaches to be nominated for coach of the year because so many guys had great years and so many guys had instant impact on their teams. Uh, I think if you look at the playoffs, uh, it, it adds them to a, a whole other level. But uh, he won the Western Conference. I think he should have been a finalist, but it's tough to argue with the people that were were actually the finalists. So I think I think top four is good. I don't think it's a snub. 
the uh, the heart McDavid uh, gets every first place vote except one. Willie, who was the one guy who didn't vote for him? Seth Rohrbrock from Pittsburgh. Uh, Darren, you know of this fella? No. Oh, you don't. Okay. Who, who say um, it again? You cut out. Say it again. Seth Rohrbra. The writer in Pittsburgh. He was with the Tribune Review, yeah. and in my opinion, he's probably the best day to day beat writer in Pittsburgh. Well, he's not the best day to day beat writer. That says a lot about the beat writers in Pittsburgh. Then, if uh, if they didn't vote for Connor, I guess why? I want to I want I want to hear this case because again, um, I'm basing a lot of my thoughts of the season based on the playoffs. And no, you, know, you can't. Do that. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, Connor Connor McDavid in the playoffs did not wow me, and I understand it's a season award. But what's happening now is I hear guys like you. Uh, I don't know locally. JT the Brick said that the guy in Pittsburgh should lose his vote. Chris yeah, Matthews of Channel 8 said the guy, get out of here. Really? He should. Yeah, he totally should. You're nuts. There's, there there was not, nuts. A, not anybody close to Connor McDavid from an individual standpoint during the regular season. It's a subjective like, award. Uh, Give me a break. It's, it's ridiculous. But but you know what? Uh, that shows how much thought process they put into it. Wow. So you are, you are in approval of pulling Art. votes because they didn't vote with the masses. Art. Yeah. Take it away from it. If, if you want to, if you want to put that little bit of uh, attention into uh, the uh, the award process, then then you should uh, you're not to take it seriously. Take it away from them. Wow. Okay. Shouldn't even bother the person if they took it away from them. I like it. We'll clip that. I think we're going to have him on down the road. So I, I vehemently disagree with this. I mean, I I'll go back to uh, some awards in baseball where um, a guy in Minnesota voted and you know, he voted against. I think it was like. Derek Jeter for some award and everyone got pissed off at him and they were like, take away his vote. The guy's a good writer. He, you know, and he, I think he even said it because the Yankees are so good. I'm not voting for that guy as a, as an MVP. I mean, everyone, if you give someone a vote, you, you can't then intimidate them when they don't vote with the masses. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's just somebody that's looking for attention. That's quite honestly what they're doing. That, that's well, here, and, and you're giving them attention. I give them the attention. I won't be giving them any more attention than that. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't want to ask Seth why he didn't vote for Connor number one as much as I want to ask why he put him fifth. I could care less, couldn't care less that he didn't put him number one. Maybe it's more so why'd you put him point. fifth? Huh? It, 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 maybe he snubbed him for an interview or something like that. I don't know. Like I, I, I've, I've held grudges before, but not in something like that. Not something where it's so obvious. That's. Ridiculous. I only saw, I only saw one PHWA member tweet. He said, I got to meet, this was before the ballots were revealed. He said, I got to meet the person who um, voted Connor fifth. And his reasoning is pretty interesting. And I'll reserve some, blah, blah, blah. And he went on to say that he's a respected member of the media. But, and so, so I'm, I am very intrigued. Again, I am not going to ask him why he didn't vote number one. I want to know why he put him fifth in the order. I pers- yeah, personally, by the way, my ballot, Connor was number one. Yeah, he's it, as it should have been. So I, I I'd love, like to give you more insight into it, other than it's ridiculous. And and they, if you're not going to take it seriously, don't vote. If you just want clicks and you want to come up with some side story, then uh, then then go down that road. But don't don't vote if that's the fact that you're going to do. Darren Millard's with us. Darren, what do you think of the reports on uh, Aiden Hill potentially getting basically two years, ten million dollars? Good deal. Makes sense. He gets uh, he gets a lot of money. It's term for Vegas, so I think it it, it helps out on that front. 
uh, keeps them. Uh, and and if uh, if Aiden continues to progress, he can negotiate in another year for a longer term deal. I, th- I think it's really good for both sides. Aiden gets paid, gets a big bump up, and is responsible for the team. I I, I think it's a, a win win for both teams. Could he go elsewhere and and get a longer term deal? Yeah, but uh, but he's not going to be playing for the Vegas Golden Knights, the Stanley Cup champions. Is there another contender that could come over the top that needs a goalie that would be willing to spend, say, you know, four years and twenty? Yeah, that's possible, but I, I think that he's betting on himself if he if he signs a two year deal and comes up with a good uh, season this year, he gets a longer term deal. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's well played on both sides, to be honest, and I give them both uh, a lot of respect for that. Where are you going tonight, Darren? Uh, we're going to a show right now, and then we've got the insider show, and then uh, we got uh, uh, maybe, maybe a visit with the Stanley Cup, which is in town today. Ooh, maybe. Man, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. We don't want to. We don't want to jinx it. Darren, we appreciate it, man. We know you're busy. Hey. Thank you for uh, doing the spot today. Sorry for being distracted. I apologize. You're good. You're good. It happens. There he is, Darren Millard, VGK Insider Show, Scripps. Um, yeah, I want to look into this more. And now I do want to find out why he put him fifth. Um, but I also think anyone out there, and I mentioned JT the Brick, I mentioned Chris Matthews, this nonsense about pulling people's votes because you don't agree with it, I'm telling you, it's slippery slope. Be real careful. When you're the outlier and you're getting attacked and people are like, oh, you're not taking it seriously. No, you don't, you don't do that. But by the way, let's go back to, uh, I don't know, vacation. Let's go back to Tennessee advice, Darren Millard. I'm with you. I actually, I've been to both Memphis and Nashville. I don't think they're that much different. Nashville's bigger than Memphis, but I had a really good time in Memphis. For, for, for some people, Nashville is very, and they call it Nash Vegas. Nashville is a little over the top in terms of the, the glitz, the glamour, the drinking, the noise. Again, I like both towns. So you, that's you, it. No more tribal advice in Tennessee from Millard. He's banned. We're taking away the vote. We're never asking about travel again on this show. You're out. If you're not going to take the question seriously, you're out. You know what he didn't take seriously? The fact that I don't drink. He threw out there, your liver couldn't handle it. We don't okay. drink. I drink. I'll drink red wine with dinner. I do. I want to go taste Memphis barbecue. I want to check out Graceland. Yeah. Right? Th- that's what I was thinking, too. And and Beale Street, Memphis has, I think Beale Memphis Street. has, mu- okay, Memphis has a much better eating scene. Now, they don't have the same music scene. It's still very good. It's just not as big. Um, and I'll, you know what? I have an extra grind. How about this? I did karaoke in both cities and F Nashville. I don't think they appreciated me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the crowd reception. They don't know music. And well, I can't say that. Take their karaoke away. I think I was, I think I was probably further along in terms of whackness mm-hmm. in Memphis. So the, I was in my own world as I was doing. Yeah. You don't do karaoke mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not good at it at all, but I like doing it. I'm not good. But there are times if you're whacked enough, you start doing it and you're like, eh, it's not pretty good here. Oh, but yeah. you're not, it's not really any kind of feedback from the crowd. But I know in Nashville, the crowd, when I started doing a song, the crowd was like freaking the old 33 where the needle just goes and just stopped. And I was like, oh boy, this is not the vibe for this one. I was a hit in Memphis. I'll go back to Memphis. Nashville, we'll see. Don't like those plus, voters. Plus, they don't. Nashville has uh, gotten a little too big for its britches with the Nash Vegas thing. Yeah, like we don't hear Memphis go. Yeah, come on down to Memphis Vegas.